Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. It's the week before Christmas. I hope you're all being naughty and nice. Um, oh, already, I already started off the show with an um, 10 seconds in. That's, that's not good. That's not, not who I'm trying to be. I'm trying to eliminate the ums. Damn. Okay, okay. Leave that in, but... Let's get into some, now I'm all thrown off. God, ugh. All right, so the fantasy playoffs for most of you are this week. <laughs> and uh, uh, I made the playoffs in three of my four leagues. I made the playoffs in Danny's league by half a game because just like the Pittsburgh Steelers, I ended up with a tie, which got me, snuck me right into the playoffs. But you know, two other leagues, I have a bye week. So, you know, hey, maybe listen to me a little bit. Maybe don't. Um, I always always pretty much think I end up with a, a good standing at the end of the end of the season. Danny, how are your playoff teams doing or or fantasy teams, I should say? Um, so we, <laughs> we my, the league in which I commissioned, it was a very, very bad year um some missed picks and lots of injuries so i uh i did uh i've I, that league i've finished second place in four of the past six years it's pretty it's a pretty bad curse um but i i did not make the playoffs this year but i got a couple other leagues i'm pretty excited about uh ready to do some ready to do, i need i need josh allen to be healthy actually um so hopefully hopefully that checks out but other than that, other than other than my league, we're doing okay. Yeah, and I had for best ball lineups. You know, I did about twenty best ball lineups. I won. I won one private matchup. I got third place in a second private matchup, and then you know, four puppies advanced, and one of my two mania picks or drafts, which are twenty five dollars a pop. One of those two advanced, but my you know, Teresa obviously holds the, or I'm sorry, the Tooth Fairy holds the uh, the overall um, highest scoring team out of any of the 20 drafted. So she did better than any of my other 19 drafts. So kudos to the Tooth Fairy, and hopefully we can make a little bit of of uh, honeymoon money or something because we still haven't gone on a honeymoon because of freaking COVID, and then. You know, a year moved. later, nice. Yeah, a year later, we still haven't yeah. gone. Happy anniversary, by the way. I do, uh, I yeah. do have to throw out here. I am the back to back Survivor League champ, which is uh, I'd never, I'd never have won one before. Um, mm. and uh, and I'm uh, two years running. Haven't missed a Survivor pick in two years, so that's crazy. And it's a, this is a, uh, it's a. Uh, the golf course my dad golfs at a bunch. It's like, I mean, there's like a hundred people in it too, so it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's pretty dope. Make it a hundred one next year. Invite me. I'm always asking for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's about it. Let's uh, let's get into this injury news. We got a good show for you. Let's get right into the NFL injury news. Off the bat, everyone already knows the Andre Hopkins out for presumably the rest of the regular season with a sprained knee. They really weren't specifying which part of the knee, but if it's four weeks, that probably means an MCL medial 
lateral leader <laughs> the medial one you know what i'm trying to say um that sounds about right to, to need about four weeks to heal that completely he's getting a second opinion on it but if your mcl sprain I, I highly doubt a second doctor and a second mri is going to tell you something different anything on deandre uh yeah i haven't i don't have anything to add on like the the extent of the sprain it didn't look bad watching the game. I don't know for sure what when it happened. It looks kind of like one of the heaves to the end zone at the end there, um, just the way that the defender came down on it. So it didn't look too bad. So hopefully not a severe sprain, but um, I think it's more of a precautionary thing. They're going to sideline him until the playoffs, which doesn't bode well for your fantasy team, but he should be okay by the time the playoffs roll around. Yeah, and up next, Aaron Rodgers. He... Said his toe felt a little worse after that Bears game on Sunday night. Um, I'm not reading too much into this like we talked about last week with the toe, broken toe. It's just going to hurt every week, but he's probably not going to make it worse. I guess you could be risking getting getting like turf toe or another um, muscle muscle sprain or strain with uh the way you know if he's putting weight on his foot differently than he's used to those compensatory movements might might affect the the muscles and put extra strain on them in the foot maybe like plantar fasciitis could develop but i think he's got a good enough healthcare team around him that they can keep those things at bay and it's just going to be painful for him to to finish out the season but i think um I think he'll be all right. You know, maybe maybe he takes um, an extra week off if they know week 17, 18, they kind of know where they're at in the playoffs. I think he plays this week, though. Anything on the Packers? Yeah, I got nothing to add. Just a pain management thing. Um, but it doesn't appear to be hampering him considerably. He's still playing really well, so... Not worried about Aaron Rodgers for fantasy or for your Packers value. Yep. And Josh Allen, another quarterback here, sprained foot. He's considered day-to-day. They said they're confident in putting Mitch in this week if he needs to go. Um, the Bills are at home against the Panthers, who fucking stink. Um, you know, I, the Bills are in must must win territory though, so like you can't you can't give up an easy easy game to the Panthers. But like when it comes down to it, I still think Mitch Trubisky's probably a better game manager than um, Cam Newton. But uh, Sam Darnold was also activated off of the IR this week. I hi- there's no way he plays this week. There's no way they you know. There's no reason to. Their season's over with. It's done, and it's not like Darnold was. Darnold was the reason why that the season was in shambles anyway. Um, by midseason, so for this this Bills Panthers game, I I expect it to be um, a Cam Newton or the the other backup they have uh, against. Probably Josh Allen, but you know, like like they said, I could see them easily playing Mitch as well. Anything on this game? Great game for the Bills to rebound. The Panthers are just in a 
bad downward spiral. I don't know what happened to them. Doesn't matter who's in it, quarterback. They look terrible. Um, I mean, but you might as well at least you know see what you got out of Sam Darnold with all how much they. It's funny they they paid Teddy Bridgewater all that money to replace him with Darnold, who they paid all that money to replace him with Cam Newton, who they were trying to replace to begin with. So the Panthers are kind of a uh, dysfunctional quarterback unit right now, and they all look terrible. Um, but Panthers just paid Darnold at the beginning of the season, so when he's healthy enough to play, you might as well at least you know figure out if he's actually worth anything, which it apparently does not appear to be. Yeah, I I don't see I if it were me, and I'm trying to keep. Sam Darnold around next year, if that's kind of like the talk in the front office, you might as well just rest him further and not put him out there right away after he, you know, just coming back off of off of rest and rehab. Uh, why put him back out there to, you know, give him a week to get reacclimated? But in all of our COVID, all the COVID news that's been happening this week, COVID outbreak across the country, Omicron. It's uh, it's spreading like wildfire, but it doesn't seem to have too bad of symptoms, especially if you if you got vaccinated. So that's good good news, good to hear. But the Browns are probably the most affected team right now. They have, as I last read here on Wednesday, twelve plus people with COVID. You know, Landry, Wyatt Teller, Jedrick Willis, and Joku Hooper some defensive guys, and then, of course, Baker, who also, and Stefanski uh, has it as well. And the other news out of the Browns camp is, you know, the relationship between Baker and the front office probably isn't as good as you would like it to be. Um, they seem to be, the coaching staff it seems to be downplaying his shoulder injury while he's in the same press conferences saying my shoulders never felt worse uh, or it, it feels like shit you know i'm having a i'm having a hard time out here so you know there is a pretty good conspiracy theory in my head that the coaching staff is trying to really push baker as hard as they can to to see if they can kind of get a diamond out of a piece of coal here because they have nothing to lose if if Baker keeps getting hurt and stinking then they have an, an easy clear to not have to pay him next year or get rid of him altogether and if he plays through this injury and gets them to the playoffs then they can you know they can feel confident more confident in keeping him around so I don't think the front office is doing Baker Mayfield any favors you know, and they definitely don't have the reputation of of being a good front office or a good franchise. I think it's just been masked by a good coaching staff now. Hey, and anything on the Browns there, Danny? I got nothing to add. I have no idea who's going to be on the field no. for that Saturday game, but it'll be interesting. No, nothing to add on my conspiracy theory? Oh, I mean, I... I the Brown, anything dealing with the Browns is just it can't it can't go normal. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Uh, the other team with 
a bunch of COVID is the Washington football team, which is another disastrous franchise. Um, and, you know, maybe it's not such a surprise that uh, the two terribly run franchises are to the two teams with the biggest COVID outbreaks right now. Uh, is that a coincidence? Who's to say? Maybe it was, maybe they got sick from the fucking sewage dumping down from the second level of the stadium and it is seeping into the locker rooms underneath. Um, I got nothing else to say about the football team. I think their season, I think they had their, their nice little glory run there, three game streak there in the middle of the season. And now I think it's back to reality for the football team. They're playing the Eagles this week. So Hertz is probably back. Um, Heineke's questionable. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think the football team's dead for the year. Anything on the football team? Uh, I I don't think that they're dead for the year. With how I mean the NFC playoff races. I think who's uh they might be in they they're the seven seed right now, aren't they? At six and seven. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm saying that like they're in that. They're not going to win in the yeah. playoffs, but they're in that position because they had a nice little three, four game run that wins. And then I think that was just a, a short lived. Uh, I don't think they can keep that going into the last five weeks of the season when now it really maybe maybe they do. Maybe they pull off a couple more here. I don't think they're going to go completely defeated the rest of the way, but you know, I think they're going to slip out of that playoff spot is my take. Yeah. I mean, a, a team with a losing record is going to get in in the NFC probably. So it's just, it just depends who, I mean, I, I don't think they're not good. They're not going to win in the playoffs or sneak up on anybody, but all right, that's enough. That's enough about the yeah. Washington football team. Yes. That's more than enough. Now to a slightly less shitty franchise, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, T.J. Watt limited at practice. If he plays, the Steelers have a chance. If T.J. doesn't play, I don't think the Steelers have a chance. Uh, Ed Joe Hayden still has not practiced, which means he's probably not playing Sunday either. Um, and, and our secondary is pretty trash, so... Uh, I think TJ's going to try to push through this and play. He's trying to get defensive player of the year. He knows that he's the best player on the field uh, and he wants to win just as much as everyone else, I think. So I think TJ ends up playing if he's limited today. If he's, if he stays limited throughout the week, I think he plays at least, you know, 60% of the snaps Sunday. What do you got? Um. Yeah, I think TJ's back. I really hope Joe Hayden's back. Um, Pittsburgh's now one and eight in the last nine games that Joe Hayden has missed. So one of the more underrated players in the league. Um, another on a positive uh, Steelers news, we are supposed to get both Carlos Davis and Isaiah Bugs back this week, which um not not big names, but will certainly bolster the run defense for. So Pittsburgh. All right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get too deep here and hopefully not emotional. But so Pittsburgh, as most football fans know, they they are famous for their three four defensive scheme. Um, the reason why this is why Pittsburgh's run defense is so terrible. They so Stephon Tuitt hasn't played all year. He had a you know a, a, some kind of knee surgery prior to the season. It's supposed to be a clean up and hasn't come back yet and has been very vague on the details. So I don't know. He's probably not coming back this season. 
Tyson Alulu goes down week two, um, out for the season. Carlos Davis, the the backup, got hurt week one, hasn't played since. And then Isaiah Bugs, another interior guy, uh, got hurt a few weeks ago. So they've been down four of, out of their top five interior defensive linemen have been out, and people are like, "Oh, why is Pittsburgh's defense?" Why is their run defense getting gouged so bad? It's because these fuckers didn't, and and we made no move at the trade deadline to even attempt. Like like you know that you don't have any. Like Cam Hayward's just been on on his own all year, playing great, but he can't fucking do it all. It's pissing me off. So hopefully we can get back to not giving up two hundred rushing yards a game and having the worst Steelers defense since the fifties. Um, obviously it can't hurt the uh, the interior D line guys are the are the driving force of the 3-4 defense, and that has just been miserable the past couple of weeks. So, hopefully, yeah, I mean, it's, we it's a must saying, win. I mean, you're, you're playing the banged-up Titans who, if you can't beat the Titans with everybody they're missing, I mean, you don't you don't deserve anything. Uh, but Dupree's off of IR this week, too, but I don't think he practiced. Um, yeah, that we... we what you said just there about the interior linemen, we've been saying all season. Uh, but what do we know? Uh, and finally, never, uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, like that Thursday night game. Every time they handed the ball off, there's just twenty yards of open space in front mm-hmm. of the running. Like it was, I have. Ne- it was the most miserable thing I've ever witnessed. Yes, there's I, the, the word. There's, I have never seen a Steelers defense look just completely was, outmatched. It was hard to watch, and I, I played Halo with the game on in the background after, at halftime. But anyway, on to a much uh, lighter story. Well, at least not for the Jaguars, but for us. Uh, Urban Meyer is uh, confirmed a total piece of shit. Um, I've known it all along. Um, you know, I knew he was a piece of shit at Ohio State. You know, but he when you get the wins. No one calls you a piece of shit and no one tattles on you for all of your piece of shit tendencies. Now that he's fucking two and 11 and stinks at his job, everyone has an open door to shit down his neck, which he rightfully deserves. So (laughs) Joe knew and he reported it to the AD, Jimmy, Jimmy, our producers in the chat. Has to bring it around to Joe Pa. This isn't a Joe Pa conversation. We've already had that in episode two. Go back and check it out and follow us on Twitter at Return to Play Pod. Back to Urban Meyer, piece of shit. Uh, kicks <laughs> kicks the kicker in the leg as he's doing a lunging stretch. Uh, Josh Lambeau, who was cut by them, who rightfully stunk. Uh, but no one deserves to be kicked at work, as he put. You know, nobody's boss should have the right to kick them for for doing poorly at their job. And of course, Urban denied the whole thing. Um, and, and you know, Ur- Urban just has to have the biggest ego in the room, and you know, no one can talk to me like that, and and all that. And then everything that's coming out about him is just exactly what i already thought about him and now it is just confirmed by multiple sources uh, sharing their primary accounts of of being with him you got anything on the the situation in jacksonville i'm not looking too deep into it because i i never know how to handle some of these wild stories that come out but the memes are certainly hilarious 
he still has the support of the Jaguars organization. So, I mean, who knows? I don't maybe he wow. has has some of the guys in the locker room in his corner still, but I don't know. Be interesting to see. I mean, he's had he's had immediate success everywhere he's been up until now. So, we'll see if he can turn it around or not if he comes back in year 2. Um, well, he's yeah. never had success in the NFL, which is kind of a different sport than college football to be honest uh the way the way you form formulate a team right a game plan all that that's one and then two the shod khan only is still supporting him because if he fires him he has to pay out his all the guaranteed money uh urban would have to quit to not get paid out all of his four or five year contract or whatever it is so you know, con the the Jaguars are in a tough money pickle here. You know, he doesn't want to lose millions of dollars to this asshole who who is actively fisting his franchise. Uh, there's no there's no way the Jaguars are going to be good next year or the year after with him running the you know running the show. So uh, I don't see him. I, I don't see him coaching and. Uh, next year but all these college jobs are also getting taken up so who knows what happens that's going to be fun to watch though that anything else i don't i don't think so i think we could move into heating pad or ice pack i promise you next season we're gonna have sound effects next season for sure we'll, we'll have some sound effects this season you know it, it didn't it didn't happen i'm uh i'm making urban meyer excuses here for for our lack of sound effects and to jump right into it, Julio Jones, uh, he should be playing this week, to my knowledge. Uh, what do you have? I think, you know, these guys can eat against our Steelers secondary. So, you know, heating pad, pretty much any uh, Titan receiver that is playing. What, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, 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 I disagree. I'm a, I'm a ice pack um julio hasn't been consistent enough at all this year uh it looked like last week he was on somewhat of a snap count only had three catches um and the titans kind of, i don't know they kind of it's tough to pick a titans offensive player who's going to get enough volume they kind of been spreading it around especially with people banged up a bunch of no-name guys that are i mean they are they going to move the ball against pittsburgh yes but who is going to be getting the touches? I don't know. So I wouldn't depend on anybody from the Titans. Yeah. And AJ Brown is not coming back until next week at the earliest. Uh, but Golden Tate may or may not play this week against the Steelers. So, you know, Fav Julio and Golden Tate and Chester Rogers, that's a good enough lineup that I think uh, could could produce numbers, uh, especially, you know, chunk plays this Sunday. Uh, but if, if Golden Tate doesn't play and it's just down to Julio and Chester um, and whoever else they got, then then we might be able to pressure Tannehill a bit better and, and keep our coverage solid. Um, let's go to Logan Thomas, concussion from the, the football team. I think I think he'll play this week. 
clearing the protocol and limited at practice right now. So Logan Thomas, if he plays, I think he's, I think he's still an ice pack. I think they've been doing pretty well with um, Ricky Seals Jones. Who knows who's going to be the quarterback? Uh, it's not like Logan Thomas is a game changer out there. Terry McLaurin, he's also questionable with a concussion. So I would wait and see. Uh, the Eagles, the Eagles defense is pretty legit though. So I'd pr- probably stay away from everybody on the, the football team this week. What do you got? I Logan Thomas is out with the ACL, so I don't know what I, <laughs> he wrote the wrong. I don't know what I don't know what we're what we're he. So he's definitely an ice pack. I think he wrote the wrong name, but uh, maybe I meant McLaurin, but maybe I don't. Oh know yeah, Terry Mc Terry McLaurin had a concussion last week. Yeah, Terry McLaurin, you weirdo. That's why I'm like I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? That's hilarious. Well, you know what happened was. Uh, <laughs> trying to make another urban excuse uh yeah i had the hiccups i had the hiccups right in the the show notes um thank you producer jim let's just move on to james connor and the cardinals like we said hopkins is out i think in december here cliff kingsbury does clearly he showed against the rams they want to run the football rams do get exposed to the run Cardinals are 10 and a half point favorites, 12 and a half point favorites against the Lions who absolutely stink. So, you know, if Connor plays, he's an obvious heating pack. I hope heating pad. I hope he does play um, for a couple best balls. I'm in a couple best ball playoffs with him. So best to you, James Connor, who tore it up last week. Probably not going to tear it up this week, but uh, we'll see. What do you think? Um, so a heating pad for Terry McLaurin, uh, <laughs> if we if we're doing that one. Uh, as far as James Conner, um, I said beginning of the year I was big on James Conner this year. Draft him late because he's gonna go. He's gonna thrive in a two back system. Um, but this week I'm a I'm a pretty big ice pack on him. Went down at the very end of the game and and that last drive where they were trying to salvage the game. Um. Came down on his ankle on just one of those slot plays at the end. Especially a guy with an injury history um, and Chase Edmonds coming back this week. His uh, James Conner's volume is definitely going to decrease this week, I think. So if you have James Conner, you've probably been riding him to the playoffs. But unfortunately, I think his production is going to take a dip, at least for this week, um, because they want him to be healthy. Uh, but he is he's been dominating on the goal line carries, getting lots of goal line touchdowns. So at least he'll you know, if, if they get down inside the five yard line, he's more likely than not to end up with a touchdown out of it. But I think he's gonna be touchdown dependent for this week. His snap his snap count's gonna be a lot lower with Chase Edmonds coming back. Yeah, I agree with all that. And then on the other side of the ball, uh DeAndre Swift still has not practiced. Um Probably not going to play this week. The Lions know he's going to be a good player for them for a while. They know their season's over. They probably don't want to rush him back anytime soon. I don't know why I put him in this segment, not the last one. But, uh, you know, I don't think Swift plays. Actually, yeah, I do know why. Because, you know, a lot of people probably do have him on their bench for these fantasy playoffs here. And 
you know, I wouldn't count on him coming back anytime soon, if at all, you know, the rest of the season. Um, if I were the Lions, I definitely wouldn't be playing my running back the rest of the season, who, who I know I want to keep around for next year. So if the Lions have any any brains about them at all, they're going to just put Swift, you know, on the shelf for the rest of the season, maybe, maybe a few touches, but what do you got? Yeah, I agree. It's uh, he's he had a great season somehow, even playing for the Lions. But I think you know when and if he does come back, um, I I, I don't know what his production role. is going to yeah. be like. Yeah, what his role will look like on such on. I mean, the Lions are obviously not in contention for anything. You're playing for just to see, you know, who you got, who you want to build your team around, and not to get any any serious injuries. So. He's not going to be a bell cow when he does. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess who else is out there? Uh, um, he didn't didn't really play much last week. Limited in practice this week with a heel and knee injury. Um kind of the same boat you know but Robinson isn't as much of a a centerpiece for that offense as Swift is I obviously I would love to see him play he's in he's in a lot of my a lot of my leagues um or drafts I don't see it happening though you know maybe maybe he gets 50 percent of the snaps this week split with Carlos Hyde but it sure seems like Carlos Hyde's gonna kind of take the bulk of the work here coming up yeah i'm an ice pack for robinson i have no idea what the hell urban meyer is doing with this situation but you have i I mean like you they find a gem an undrafted gem who turns out to be a stud like one of the better running backs in the league quietly having a pretty good season despite how bad the jaguars are and despite his role being reduced it mm-hmm. seems like he's pretty much been benched the last couple of weeks. I don't know what the hell Urban Myers. I don't know what's going on. But this is a guy like he's gonna leave Jacksonville. Like he's only is he a free agent this year or next year? I don't know how that how what his contract looks like. But the Jaguars are um or it's he's gonna get he's gonna get paid and he's gonna go somewhere that isn't a shitty team that appreciates him because he is a he is a talented. I mean, he's 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 a great he's a great running back and Urban Meyer. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He still is co- contracted with the Jag Jaguars next year. For what, like three hundred k? It's probably something real he, low. He his base salary this year is seven hundred eighty thousand dollars. His base salary next year is nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he's and, got a he's got a restricted whole, he's got a free route. agent in twenty twenty three. Yeah, he he needs to he needs to hold out until his until he needs another comma in his uh yearly salary. Oh yes, he's he's worth uh so yeah, his deal was 3 years 2.2 million dollars, 2.3 million dollars for 3 years. So yeah, but that so that's his rookie deal or his, you know. So yeah, he, he he'll play there next year though, and he'll pro if it's a contract year. You know, I'd imagine he's going to produce for them again. So I would definitely look out for him 
again in drafts this this come but that also hinges on who's coaching that damn team if it's urban who knows um let's get you you ready to do soccer draw the week you ready to just get into it uh you go first because i had i gotta i gotta find a game but yeah we'll be good all right well we'll see how long i can talk about this soccer well okay so last week i had the mls cup final uh timbers lost to new york city fc in penalty kicks Dan- danny called it on the pod but i had the the draw as my pick and so sure enough it, it drawed full time and uh we're we're back we're back in the driver's seat here uh, this week i went i wrote rotated right back into english premier soccer here and it's everton versus leicester city uh pretty two average teams they play sunday at freaking seven in the morning (laughs) eastern time so zero people will be watching that uh two two middle of the table teams um they only have a combined seven draws so you know, I think they're due to have a couple more. Tottenham only one draw this year for Tottenham Spurs. Uh, same with Aston Villa and Wofford. Only one draw piece so far, and we're I think I think it's we're a little bit more than halfway through their season. I don't know how many games they play, but they they're seventeen games into the season, and oh wait, oh they there's thirty eight games, so they're halfway through the season. It, yeah. Did you did you pick a game yet? Oh, I'm I, ready. I was, I was oh, born okay. ready. Yeah. Okay. So you said a lot of things. One of those things you said <laughs> was Tottenham. Um, I'm I got a uh, I got Tottenham and Liverpool Sunday Premier League action. Just just feels like a one one draw. Two of the bigger names in the uh, in the English Premier League. That's a that's a draw. That's a draw of the week. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. Another another good one. A bonus one would be Aston Villa at Bru. Burnley Burnley or Bur- yeah Burnley they have a combined uh oh never mind I was looking at the wrong there scratch that scratch all that just just ignore all that uh moving on moving on we got uh we got a segment that's losing a lot of a lot of flair right now the LGBTQIA plus injury of the week nothing nothing new on this front Carl Nassib still hasn't returned but he gets our injury of the week for working so hard in rehab. Yeah. Uh, cheers to you, Carl. Uh, I hope, I wish nothing but the best for your return to play. Feel free to come on the show. Uh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey also out this week dealing with a, an injury. Well, uh, no, he was COVID last week. He should be back this week. Um, tight end, tight end guru segment. It's been red hot. I'm looking at the list right now. A lot of questionables, a lot of IRs, a lot of COVID people on this, uh, this tight end list this week. So let's go ahead and, um, I'm trying to find the, trying to find a winner here. You know what? I'm just going to go back to the well. Evan Ingram. <laughs> Evan Ingram's been pretty damn consistent over the last few weeks. I don't see why that that stops uh, this week here. Divisional game. You know, Cowboys have the lockdown 
secondary, so you might need to feed the big guy in the middle of the field here. Um, it's kind of a weird, a weird slate. There's two Saturday games, um, and then all the Sunday games. So let's go with uh, Dallas Goddard's another good one at 5,300. Don't don't hate him if you want to pay up for Dallas Goddard. And uh, I'm just going to stick with those two. Evan Ingram's cheap. Dallas Goddard's a little bit more. Um, let's let's roll with those guys. That was I, I had to stumble through that because it threw me off. There was like two Saturday game lineups and then like a full Thursday through Monday slate of guys, and then the sun the typical Sunday slate. I, I was I, I made it through. I'm a pro. I'm turning into a, a, a pro on the mic here. I, you know, less ums, I, I believe at least. All right. That brings us to the greasy gambling picks. I got completely fucked by the Cleveland Browns last week. There's absolutely no reason they shouldn't have covered, but they didn't. And I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, I ended up on the wrong side of history, but you know what? If you. I picked the right team. You you picked the wrong team. I picked the right team, and it just didn't turn out my way. Uh, I also rode with you on the over Army Navy, and um, that under has hit nine years in a row. So, look at us. Jimmy and I went two and one. Danny one and two, and I am a whopping three and 11 in my locks of the week but jimmy and i are at exactly 500 and danny's um danny's trailing behind a little bit and rashawn has just completely given up on um even being a part of our lives <laughs> who who even who listening to this even remembered rashawn's a part of this a part of this show uh i don't blame you if you <laughs> if you forget let me let me bitch about my picks first, and then I'll and then I'll go first. Yeah, but I free, that army that army navy game. They scored on the first three possessions, and then both of them were just like, ah, fuck it, <laughs> we'll just kneel it from here on out. But uh, and then the the Buffalo game. If Buffalo doesn't force overtime, Tampa Bay doesn't cover. So that's that's bullshit. But uh, yeah, so I uh, my my hot streak has officially ended. Two weeks in a row of losing record, but we're gonna turn it around here. Um, so I did the math before before we started today, and I'm actually doing way better on my NFL picks than my college picks. Um, so what better way to remedy that than to take three college picks this week? Um, so these uh, we're gonna start with some uh, some shitty bowl games that nobody watches but me but i love it so we're gonna I'm, i got wyoming minus three against kent state that is the uh hang on a second what bowl is that that is the where the hell did it go oh oh famous idaho potato bowl why not yeah wyoming famous idaho potato bowl going to uh play on that blue turf in boise Wyoming is a I, I just think they're the better team much better team got a good defense minus three go Cowboys um then I also got BYU minus six and a half I don't know why BYU is in such a terrible game I know that they um being an independent they don't get a tie into these uh big bowl games 
Um, and with Cincy being so highly ranked, BYU missed out on the New Year's Six, being the second highest ranked group of five team. But uh, yeah, BYU is the much better team playing in the, excuse me, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. BYU, I think, is going to dominate down in Shreveport uh, playing UAB. BYU minus six and a half. I don't like that I took three favorites this week, so which means I'm probably going 0-3. But my lock of the week, this one, sell your kidney and put it all on this game. App State is not losing. So we got the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Um, lock it in, App State. Well, they'll probably win by two just to fuck me over. They're minus three, but I'm, I'm locking them in. Uh, this is not your 2007 upset Michigan Appalachian State. This is... This is a solid program, averaging 10 wins a year since they've jumped up to the FBS. Um, 6-0. and 6-0 in bowl games. Won, won a bowl game six straight years. Never lost a bowl game since coming up to the FBS. Uh, make it 7-0. They're the much better team. Two of their losses this year are both to 12-1 uh, uh, Louisiana Lafayette team. And the other was a back-and-forth game against the Miami Hurricanes in which uh, App State probably should have won. So another really good team. This is the, despite being a Sun Belt team, Appalachian State is the premier team of North Carolina over the past decade. Better than UNC, better than NC State. The Appalachian State Mountaineers, they're going to win this one big, lock it in, 7-0 and in Bulls, and they're going to get another... Uh, well, they already have 10 wins, but they're going to get another 11-win season. Lock it in. App State. Yeah, that Appalachian uh, State pick did jump out at me, too, so it's probably almost a guaranteed loser. Um, that was a lot of college football talk. I'll go next. I also have BYU, six and a half. I didn't know Danny had it either. Um, so there you go. We both have that, so you can probably guess how that game's going to go. Um, and then next, I got two NFL picks in the same game. L.A. versus the Seahawks. The Rams versus the Seahawks, I should say. Over 45 and a half is my second pick. And then my lock of the week, Rams minus four and a half. I am three and 11 in my lock of the week. I think the Rams are trending hot right now. Uh, I don't think Rashad Penny is the running back. Wow, has my mic been on mute this whole time? No, you've been talking. Oh, then I must have just bumped it for a second. Okay, so anyway, Rashad Penny isn't the running back who's going to blow up the Rams' run defense like teams past weeks have. So, you know, I think they, they're going to force Russ to make some throws, which he can, but Jalen Ramsey off of a, on a week's rest, uh, basically being non-injured rest due to COVID. I think he's he's a pair of fresh legs that can kind of keep Metcalf and Lockett, whoever he's on, at bay. And uh, and Russ, Russ might get eaten up by Aaron Donald once or twice. So, yeah, Rams, lock it in. I, I still like the over. Uh, there's just two West Coast teams. Seem, seems like four, at the 430 slot just seems like an over game. Jimmy, wrap us up. Jimmy's dead, apparently. He's playing Madden or something. I don't know. 
Well, while we're waiting for Jimmy, you should fade Steve's lock and take his other two picks. If you've done that all year, you'd be you'd be a filthy rich person. So yeah, I'd be twenty, or no, I'd be if you just you're, take my locks out completely. You're eighteen I'd to ten outside of your locks. Eighteen to yeah. ten, yeah, I'd be. That would be. That's pretty. It's <laughs> incredible. It is pretty incredible. I'm the inverse of Steve. I can only hit the lock. Should we? Should we say a, a challenge? <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's uh. <laughs> um, my in-laws are coming to visit this weekend. Um, if you're gonna see yours, we could say, you know, slap your in-law in, in the face. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how that is uh I don't know if that's realistically feasible. <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna do that. Where's yeah, Jimmy at? <laughs> is it just yeah, we've got to cut all what the hell of this. happened to Jim? I mean, we did. I mean, what I what, I don't. Yeah, we got we 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 got to come up with a challenge. Um, we, we have to. Uh, well, we did put ice, ice on the balls. We did put ice on the nipples. Basically, I have to just take an ice bath to my chest. Yeah, I, that's you, what I'm going to do. You have I'm, to. You have to take an ice bath. Well, that's we fine. Can't, we I can't need one. Film, we can't really. Yeah, you can that. film it. Just put sliders on. All right. Go app state. I'm not gonna lose anyway, so it doesn't matter. You you have to take an ice bath and then immediately getting out of the ice bath you have to go stand outside for ten seconds. That that's too extreme. That is hardcore. I no, that's not even fair. I live in Ohio. You live in freaking South Carolina. That's not fair at all. Yeah. Well, if I'm doing it in the evening, it's it's forty six right now. <laughs> and uh we will get to you later with jimmy's picks i just i mean we have his picks you want me to just read them what happened to jimmy that's true you i guess we could just read about yeah all go right ahead. so jimmy is um tied with steve for the outright lead right now and he is seven and seven in his locks which trails me i'm eight and six in my locks i just gotta add that in every week um so jimmy he really likes green bay minus four and a half Against uh, who's Green Bay playing? Someone shitty, I think. The Ravens. The Ravens. That is a good pick. A good pick, Jim. Good, good pick. Uh, the Rams. My say, Jimmy just me messaged us. He says talking to Mike. My bad. Lol. Is that his brother? Jimmy yeah. likes the Rams minus four and a half. Um. The Rams are playing the Seahawks at home. That's not a bad pick either. And his lock of the week on uh, Saturday, he's got the Patriots covering two and a half at Indy. Jim, get in here and say something, damn it. I see you typing. Just ask for mine and pause. Too late, Jim. We already recorded. <laughs> All right, <laughs> there's, there's Jimmy's picks. So with all with all that said, um, I think it's supposed to be pretty nice weather across across uh, Ohio and South Carolina this weekend. So enjoy it while while it lasts. 
global warming clearly isn't uh, a real thing. Climate change clearly isn't real. It's only still, you know, freaking 50, 60 degrees in the, in the North um, a week before Christmas. But what do we know? Um, so until the, until the world burns up into a ball of fire, stay healthy, America.